What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I had no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Week six is here. Let's preview the AFC home games. Can the Steelers get their offense going against the Bucs? Probably not. Are we buying the home road splits for Amari Cooper? How about the home road splits for Kirk Cousins? If you are facing Josh Allen this week, should you even bother setting a lineup? You probably should for tiebreaker purposes, but you're probably going to lose. What's going on? I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. Sorry for the grim forecast there for those of you facing Josh Allen. He is going to score... 38, uh, over under for Josh Allen this week. What do you guys think? At the Chiefs. 35 and a half. Yeah, it's, that's probably what he's averaging for the year, right? I have no idea. Probably around. I, I think he's been over 35 in three of five games. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, and they are just so bad against quarterbacks. So it's really, I mean, I know I'm facing him in the FFT league and it's just like, what's the point? I'm just, I'm done. I'm going to lose to Prisco. I don't know what just defeatism is all about. <laughs> like one guy scoring 35 for 40 points does not end your week. I yeah, lost it does it. with Allen last week in our 2014 league. And I lost with Kelsey last week. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it could happen. I know. I'm just being, I'm just joking around here, but I, it's, uh, it's going to be, I think a very fun game. I think we all feel that way. A very fun game. I have a bet with Schneier. Taking the Bills minus three. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that game a little bit later. You guys ready for Commander's Bears? I'm actually looking forward to it. You are? Why? It's football. 
Right. Yeah. Should be, should be lots of good joke opportunities. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what about the Yankees Guardians game at that time? What would you guys rather be watching? No interest. Uh, yeah. I mean, go Guardians, but go away. All right. Who do we love this week, JB? Who are we starting? Uh, we're starting Geno Smith, start of the week. Uh, love the setup for him. Obviously, he's been playing very, very well. Um, you know, deservedly so. Uh, should get some recognition. And, um, you know, it should be uh, one of the better games on the slate, I think, you know, with terms of just how these two teams don't play defense. So just looking at, you know, what Gino has done, um, every game except one over 20 fantasy points. You know, the one that he didn't was San Francisco. Uh, three in a row at least 23 points. I like the fact that he's run for 62 yards in his last two games and a touchdown against Detroit and New Orleans. And the Cardinals have allowed a quarterback to score at least 22 fantasy points in uh, uh, three of five games so far this year. So it's a good setup, good matchup. He's playing well. You know, give him some credit. And he's got uh, top five upside this week. Geno Smith. Okay, give me some big names that you're starting Geno Smith over. Uh, I'd start him over Tom Brady. I would start him over um, Rodgers. I'd start him over Russ. I'd start him over Stafford. Uh, not that that's a big surprise. Um, I'd start him over Cousins. I would start him over Justin Fields. Okay. <laughs> Why would you start Geno Smith over Tom Brady? Tom Brady has a great matchup, too. He's thrown 50 passes, two straight games. I like both. It's not really, a, you know, I, like I have Brady in one league and, and Geno was available. I'm not going to drop Tom Brady to pick up Geno Smith. I just think that Geno will get one point better than right. Tom Brady this week. How about like half a point better? Half a point better than go. Tom Brady this week. Heath. Who do you love? And while you're telling me that, just think about players to avoid because I might come to you first on that one. <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson. Jamie said that, you know, Smith had top five upside. I've got Ramondre Stevenson ranked top five at running back in both formats. I expect 20 plus touches, 100 plus touch plus yards and multiple touchdowns. He is going to be an absolute superstar until Damian Harris comes back and he might be a star after Damian Harris comes back. If you are a fan of the forward pass, you probably don't want to watch that game. Cleveland leads the NFL with 156 running back carries. Detroit is second with 126. And then New England is third, just behind Detroit at 125. Actually, four teams that have 125 or 126 running back carries just behind Cleveland. That would be Detroit, New England, Atlanta, and Dallas. So it's gonna One be of a, a many, attack. many revenge games this week. It's a oh. huge, huge slate of revenge games. All right, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, well, Jacoby Brissett against Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick against Cleveland. Bill Belichick against Cleveland, a double revenge game. Maybe Andy Dalton against the Bengals. Ooh, okay. Melvin Gordon against the Chargers. Okay. Um, there are a few more. Okay. I will think of okay, them yeah. throughout the show. Throughout hey, the show. I, tell me if you agree with this. You got to do it today. If you're in a 2QB league or a Superflex league, Little sneaky ad. Of course, it could not work at all. Taylor Heineke. Are we one bad start away on national TV against the Chicago Bears away from from Carson Wentz getting benched? Um, it's not a bad move in the two QB league, just you know, with how thin options are there. But I mean, I, I know, and you guys have probably seen this as well. Like today, as a matter of fact, you know, people are picking up Skylar Thompson and right Bailey Zappi still available. You know. So yeah, even compared to um, Skylar Thompson, Bailey Zappi, and PJ Walker, who and Baker Mayfield hasn't even been ruled out this week, wouldn't you much rather have Taylor Heineke if he if he got the um, job? Long term, probably, but I don't know if Carson Wentz is getting benched and then never getting back on the field if that happens. I yeah, because I, I would imagine if Carson Wentz gets benched, 
the the next week or so, we may see Ron Rivera fired too. Yeah, could be. I, I don't think there's any reason for Washington or anyone else to believe that Taylor Heineke would be better than Carson Wentz has been so far. My only point is he's actually been fairly productive as a fantasy option, whereas, you know, Skylar so Thompson. So Carson Wentz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, uh, compared to other backup quarterbacks, he's got to be. Yeah, I'm just, I was just thinking, you know, in terms of playing time. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, forget it. Uh, players to avoid. Jamie, who are we sitting this week? You're off the hook, Heath. You're up next. Um, I don't know if you can outright sit Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I don't love Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this week. And we kind of got the taste of what happens to him when he does not find the end zone last week. And I know the Bills have given up, uh, I think it's five total touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns, so he certainly could fall into the end zone. But I think you've kind of seen the pattern at this point with the Chiefs that when they're chasing points, uh, Clyde's not as effective. And they're probably going to be chasing points this week. So there's a scenario of them chasing points this week, home underdogs. So... Um, McKinnon, I think, I don't think he's the better of the two, but I would not be surprised if once again, he plays more than, than Clyde. So if he doesn't score, you might be a little frustrated once again with Clyde Edwards-Alaire's production. Okay. Clyde for Jamie. And how about you, Heath? Who's in a void? Uh, AJ Dillon. I really concerned about his role on this offense. Only six carries last week. Only one catch in his last two games combined. Hasn't had more than two catches in a game since week one. I'm just, I, I hate the way the Packers are using both of their running backs. I think they both need more touches, but it seems more likely to me that Aaron Jones is going to get more touches than A.J. Dillon right now. Okay, who do you guys like better, Clyde or Dillon? Clyde. I would start Clyde over Dillon. Yeah, Dillon, Dillon is, is each touchdown or bust at this point. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a two-touchdown game against the Jets at home. Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if he's, Exactly like what he said he was last week, too. Oh, it would be so freaking annoying if he had a good game because this is finally the week where I'm not only going to bench him, but going to tell everyone to bench A.J. Dillon. And, you know, you could certainly see the scenario where they're blowing out the Jets, although I don't know that the, Pack that the Packers deserve that kind of respect, that they're just going to blow out the Jets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you just don't... I, I, I just... I am definitely going to sit A.J. Dillon. I'm going to be so mad if he has a good game because I've stuck with him five straight weeks. He's been bad for four of them. I'm sure a lot of people would feel that way. Four straight weeks. Week one was good. Yeah, no, I, I've I've stuck with him five straight weeks. He's been bad for four of them. Yeah. Uh, all right. It is, uh, it is time for you to download the CBS Sports app. All right. Because like tonight, for example, you got to track <laughs> rooting for the Yankees and football, preseason basketball, watching some of that last night. I mean, this is the best time of year. Sure, there's some college football game on tonight. Get yourself the CBS Sports app. You open it up. You got a great scoreboard page right there. You can follow your favorite teams, all of the major sports, of course. You get lightning fast live scoring. Um, you can follow individual games that you have an interest in. You can watch live sports on CBS on the CBS Sports app. If the game's on CBS, then you know you can watch it, uh, and it's free whether you have an iPhone or an Android. And it's the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. Download the CBS Sports app. Let's do some news and notes here. We got a lot of it. All right, Skylar Thompson looks like he is almost certainly going to start for the Dolphins. We're going to preview that game later, but, you know, five-second answer. Are you starting any Dolphins this week? Tyreek and Raheem Mostert. Tyreek and maybe Mostert. Uh, Cooper Rush is likely starting, but Dak Prescott said he felt great throwing yesterday. You should still expect Cooper Rush this week at Philadelphia. They ruled out so. Dak Prescott. They did? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Then, yeah, Cooper Rush is starting. Uh, Baker Mayfield hasn't been ruled out. Seems unlikely that he'll play, but he hasn't been ruled out. 
Aaron Rodgers has a thumb issue. They don't think it's serious. He should play. Russell Wilson expected to play Monday night at the Chargers. Carson Wentz is playing tonight. Mac Jones was limited in practice. And Jameis Winston was making some progress as well. So we'll keep an eye on those situations. Running back news. So here's what it looks like for the Cardinals. There is no Daryl Williams this week. There is no Jonathan Ward. He's on IR. James Conner is questionable. So... Yeah, if you're Jamie, if you're making a decision, Eno Benjamin versus um, a you obviously I think you have to start. Well, you tell me, David Montgomery or a Washington running back. What do you do? That's no hesitation. I, I'd start Montgomery. What about a Washington guy? So I don't think there's anybody in Washington's backfield that is slam dunk must start. I'm actually my favorite. I think this could be a Brian Robinson game. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I think uh, I'd, I'd wait it out with Benjamin. Okay. More upside. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, compared to the uh, the guys last week in the Washington backfield, is Benjamin really going to be that much worse than what those guys were? Last, even if Connor plays, I mean, it, it, I I think one of them will score. You know, my my, my guess, and my hope would be Brian Robinson. Jonathan Taylor missed practice. Naeem Hines was limited, so it could be Deion Jackson and Philip Lindsay this week against Jacksonville. It's another game we're talking about today. Saquon Barkley has the shoulder injury. He was limited in practice. Looks like he's going to play. They don't seem too concerned about it. He came back in that game last week. Raheem Mostert sat with a knee injury. That's the other thing. You said start Raheem Mostert. We do have to keep an eye on that because he did miss practice on Wednesday, which is not uncommon. I think that's more of a veteran day thing. Uh, Damian Harris was limited. That's a huge surprise. That is, yeah. Big surprise. You already heard Heath talk about Ramondre Stevenson, so they can just... Well, I think, I think Chris had tweeted about this like when they said he was going to miss a couple weeks. He said, okay, so Damian Harris is definitely going to be limited all week and questionable on Sunday morning. <laughs> but he was actually at, at practice, though. Like, for yeah. for what the expectation was, when I saw that he was at practice, I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive that he was actually out there. That's the same thing that happened with Mac Jones last week, that he was even considered uh, an option when you know, there were reports that he, was gonna, that he had a severe high ankle sprain. Yeah. And Tyrion Davis Price practiced in full, and I... Just a quick question on that. Do you think with Tevin Coleman already in the mix a little bit now and TDP was being used in short yardage before his injury, is this a threat to Jeff Wilson? The threat to I, his touchdowns. Yeah. I, I think I pulled back a little bit, maybe from like RB6 to RB8. <laughs> okay. Wide receivers. Devontae Adams could be facing a suspension for shoving a photographer. He's on a bye this week. Then he has Houston in week seven. Russell Gage and Julio Jones mispracticed. Chris Godwin was limited. We're expecting Godwin to play. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle practiced in full. Drake London practiced. Isaiah McKenzie is going to play this week. He's about 50% rostered. Might be a good option for you this week at the Chiefs. T. Higgins mispracticed. We got we to gotta consider Higgins legitimately questionable, I would think, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave all mispracticed. It seems like Olave is making good progress in the concussion protocol. But... I also think with the new concussion protocol, you're going to see a lot fewer players. I don't think this. This is definitely going to be the case. You're going to see a lot fewer players coming back the following week. I was listening to Dr. Chow talk about this, and he said that we had seen about 50% of players who left with concussions play the following week, and you can expect that number to go down. Uh, Zay Jones missed practice. Keenan Allen's day-to-day. They've got the Monday night game. We'll see if he's practicing today. Deontay Johnson was limited. Kadarius Toney mispracticed. Wandale Robinson was limited. Wandale Robinson, 10% rostered. Tight ends. Logan Thomas will not play tonight. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Dalton Schultz. Kyle Pitts looks like he's going to play. 
Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, they all mispracticed for precautionary reasons. They should be fine. Dawson Knox was limited. He might get back this week. Cameron Brait making progress through the concussion protocol, and Pat Fryermuth was limited. Zach Gentry, the guy who replaced Fryermuth, mispracticed with a knee injury. Uh, Teron Armstead, left tackle for the Dolphins. He may not play this week. The Rams are going to be without two starters on their offensive line this week against Carolina. And defensive injuries to keep an eye on. Xavier Howard is questionable. Miami's cornerback. I think he expects to play. Uh, but he expected to play last week, too, and he didn't. Um, Justin Simmons, Denver's star safety. He has a chance to play this week at the Chargers. Tampa Bay is all beat up in the secondary, but it looks somewhat promising for them. Jacksonville has got two defensive tackles that mispracticed yesterday. Pittsburgh's secondary is a mess. Marshawn Lattimore mispracticed. And the Giants could, could the Giants, good news for them, could be getting some key players back this week, including defensive tackle Leonard Williams and cornerback Adoree Jackson. All right, time for one question for each game. We have seven games on the slate today. We usually have eight on the Thursday show, but it's bye week time. So one question for each game. Cincinnati at New Orleans. Hayden Hurst or Taysom Hill? Hill in non-PPR for sure. Hurst in PPR if Higgins is out. Agreed. Okay. Denver at the Chargers. Are we talking about a huge game for Melvin Gordon against arguably the worst run defense in football? It should be, but... You have a few things at play. What's Latavius Murray's role? How will Russell Wilson hold up? And if they're trailing, is it going to be the are they going to have the opportunity to run the ball? And I don't think it should be overlooked the loss of Garrett Bowles at left tackle. You know, this offensive line hasn't exactly been fantastic. And now you're losing arguably the best player there. So um, you know, not not great in terms of what the setup could be for what should be a great setup. So I think you're starting Melvin Gordon, depending on who you're comparing him to, but I think he's got top fifteen upside. Yeah, I think he's RB18. He's kind of the last running back that I want to start. Um, you got There's more guys in my top 24 than I want to start this week for sure. Um, and he's he's kind of the last one that I want to start. Is he ahead of Clyde Edwards-Elair and A.J. Dillon? Yes. Easily. Yes, Dillon for me, not Clyde for me. Okay. Buffalo at Kansas City. Uh, I was going to say, beware of Elair, but we already know that. So how about Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie? Do you like them this week? Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie? Uh, uh, love Gabe Davis. And I think McKenzie's... Uh, I, I just basically took Shakir out of my rankings and put McKenzie right there. So number three or two. Yeah, McKenzie's more of a number four for me, but um, you're starting Gabe Davis. How many Bills wide receivers would you start ahead of your favorite Chiefs wide receiver? Two. Uh, yeah, three. <laughs> <laughs> Heath, who is your favorite Bills wide re- or Chiefs wide receiver? Um, I've got Juju and MVS basically back to back, but Juju is ahead still. They've been almost exactly the same guy. It's remarkable. I think Juju has three more catches. MVS has one more yard, and neither one of them has scored a touchdown. Uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. If Jonathan Taylor does not play, do you have any interest in a running back in this game? I would start Deion Jackson if no Taylor or Hines over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I would start Deion Jackson over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Agreed. Okay. There's a stat, though. I think the Colts have given up like 30 receiving yards to a running back in every game or something like that. I don't know if that's going to come into play, but they are vulnerable there. Uh, I'm going to ask the same question with the same wording because it's so funny every week. Minnesota at Miami. Are you feeling it? 
I mean, I think he's the number three receiver at this point. <clears throat> you kind of know what you're getting. If he scores, he'll be great. If not, you get maybe a decent PPR game if they decide to throw it to him. <laughs> I know he has scored, so it makes him different, but I don't really know that he's much different than Juju or MVS. Like those guys are going to get six to eight targets. They're probably going to be 50 ish yards. And if they score, they're good. And if they don't, they're not. <clears throat> Okay, here we go. Here's the stat of the game. for the, I was going to save this for later, but we'll do it right now. Minnesota at Miami, stat of the game. It might be meaningless. Adam Thielen has had seven to nine targets in every in four straight games. There have been three wide receivers who have had seven to nine targets against the Dolphins. They all have at least 76 yards, and they all have, have caught a touchdown. There are Rashad Bateman, Isaiah McKenzie, and T. Higgins. In fact, I think there have only been four wide receivers with seven or more targets, but they've all had big games against Miami. I don't know what to make of that because there have been a few receivers who have had six targets and there and two of them didn't do well out of three. So is that does that really make a difference? But seven targets or more, good game against Miami. Thielen's had that four straight games. I think what that says, and it's true at, at quarterback for sure, is that the Dolphins so far, yeah, they've given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. The Dolphins so far have been a good matchup four passing games. We don't really expect that to continue, but so far they have been. Well, if Howard doesn't, Byron Jones isn't going to play. He hasn't played all year. If Howard doesn't play, then I think they got a pretty bad, they got bad, bad corners. Yeah. And they have a great safety in Javon Holland, right? But it's, you know, their corners stink. So, all right. Um, we can talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. But like Thielen or Isaiah McKenzie or Juju Smith-Schuster? Thielen. Thielen. Thielen over both of them. Yep. All right. New England. The, guy, the ones I struggle with, honestly, is Thielen and the guys tonight, McLaurin and Samuel. I've got both of them ahead of Thielen. The one I was struggling with was Thielen and Alec Pierce. Hmm. And what'd you end up with? I mean, he's got, I feel like you got to go Thielen, right? I think I have Thielen one spot ahead, but it's um, I I wouldn't commit to that today. So it might be different Sunday morning. Yeah, Thielen is Thielen is safer, and I'll probably when I adjust it, I'll probably move Thielen ahead of the guys tonight. All right, New England at Cleveland. Are you buying the Amari Cooper home road splits? I'm sure you all saw my my insightful tweet yesterday about Amari Cooper. I did not. Oh, come on. When uh, you go back to Dallas, that was the case. It's his whole career. He's averaging 22 more yards per game uh, at home than on the road in his career. And he has 32 home touchdowns, 17 road touchdowns in his career. And in his career, how many times am I going to say the word? Drink, every time I say career, drink water. Uh, in his career, he only has two seasons where he averaged more yards per game at home than on the road. One of those seasons, it was two more yards per game. So he just, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. He's only had once two seasons where he's averaged more yards per game on the road than at home. And one of those years, it was almost even. So it's just weird. He's just so much better at home than on the road. And this year, two dreadful games on the road, three terrific games at home. And he's home this week against New England. Is that going to be something that influences your rankings on Amari Cooper? What about his home games in London when they're the home team? I don't know if he ever played one in London. What about the home games that they played with the Raiders when they were, I think they might have played one game in Mexico. <laughs> I don't That's know. A good one. Did the home road split still hold up when we didn't have any fans? Probably. Is it a travel thing or he a, hates tra- he's a bad traveler. For him thing? He's a bad traveler. 
Well, no, but but I, I mean, what about his home games at Alabama? The this is the only. You know what? I could try to look that up, but this is the only player that I would ask this about. But is is home road going to influence your? Aren't MRI you going to ask it about Kirk Cousins later? Uh, I don't know. I put that in the tease, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I didn't have a really uh, chance to research that. Going, he's back. a he's a borderline number two wide receiver who could be top ten this week and could be outside the top fifty. But no, it's I, not going I would to start him over every guy we've discussed. All right. Uh, yeah. I did discuss Stefan Diggs briefly, so not him, though. Not over And Gabe Davis, you discussed. Oh, there you go. Gabe Davis or Amari Cooper? Cooper. Heath? I, I do have Cooper ahead of Gabe Davis, yeah. Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. In PPR, not non. Okay. Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. Start all Bucks, sit all Steelers? Um, Relevant Bucks. Yes. Evans, Godwin, Fournette, Brady, Brady. Fournette. I think Deontay's still in that high-end wide receiver range, wide receiver three range. I would start him over Thielen. I'm just kidding. He's been pretty, yeah. He's been pretty well, I mean, bad. If, yeah, <laughs> efficiency-wise, he's been that for most of his career. He's been worse. Hasn't he been worse yeah. this year? I mean, just terrible. For sure, for sure even worse. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll get into the games a little bit further. Cincinnati at New Orleans will be our first game. And uh, the Bengals teaser here, they've only allowed, what? What did I do? I do think it's worth saying, like, just to his credit, he has one game below 11 PPR points, and that's without a touchdown being scored. Okay. That's like, Deontay. He's yeah. not been, bleh. he's just been <laughs> meh. <laughs> well, where do you think he, right? Do you think he's a top 30 wide receiver? I honestly have no idea. I doubt it. That two for 11 game is probably holding him down, and he does have a touchdown. 32. Like, uh, 33. 32. In PPR. Yeah, that's just meh. <laughs> okay, we will be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cincinnati is at New Orleans. Here's your stat of the game. The Bengals have allowed only one touchdown to a wide receiver. Anybody know who it was? Bengals touchdown to a wide receiver. Um, Let me tell you their opponents. You can play along. Uh, It wasn't Pittsburgh. It was not Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh, Dallas, the Jets, Miami, and Baltimore. Devin DuVernay? No. It's a good guess. Corey Davis? Less rostered than both of those guys. I assume, anyway. Uh, it's Noah Brown. Noah Brown. 
Yeah, so I don't even know how to approach the New Orleans wide receivers because we don't know who's going to play. But if if Olave plays, is he a must start? Yes. I would say if either Olave or Thomas are playing by themselves, they're top 20. If they're both playing, they're going to be between 20 and 30. A little frustrating that he was not at practice yesterday, Michael Thomas. Yes, very much. But I don't know if he's going to practice on Wednesdays anymore at this stage of his career. I would think, though, coming off of uh, injury absence and at least the report that we got that he was going to return this week, you would expect, knowing that there's some quarterback disarray with the Saints, he would be on the practice field. But, hey, you might be right. Jameis was there yesterday, I guess, so that could run the revenge game, but we'll still have the Joe Burrow homecoming game. Yes. (laughs) And Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase. So I gave you the stat of the game. Here's the... Thing that makes me nervous of the game. The Saints have the seventh highest pressure rate in the NFL over the last two weeks. They were really getting no pressure the first three weeks. They've been much better the last two weeks, and that uh, that's not a great thing for Burrow. Um, but I don't know if you guys saw the—we the, the we have a, a researcher, Douglas Clawson, at work. I want to give him a shout-out. He sent an email to us and, and others um, with some research about Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense. And they—I'm going to try to— um, to give you the cliff notes, but it's really interesting. Burrow is being blitzed at the lowest rate, facing two high safeties on 50% of dropbacks, looks, I don't know, but 50% of the time. That is the highest rate in the NFL this season. So fewest blitzes, most two high safety looks, and um, it's basically what's happening, what happened to Patrick Mahomes last year. He made a lot of comparisons, our researcher Douglas, to what happened to Patrick Mahomes and it took the Mahomes a while to uh, to snap out of it. And there's so much good stuff here, so many good stats. But basically, the Bengals, how about this? The Bengals have hit the under in 10 straight games. That is the longest streak by any team since 2000. So they just have been much worse than they should be, basically. Their run blocking is the worst in the NFL, according to PFF. And they've just, they've seen defenses that should allow for great running. They're not taking advantage of it. Hopefully last week was the start of something. But I just thought what happened to the Chiefs last year and what's happening to the Bengals now, it's it's nearly identical. The Chiefs eventually snapped out of it. Hopefully the Bengals can. But what you know, you do basically just have to say start your Bengals, Heath. But how much confidence do you have in Burrow, Mixon, Chase, the number two receiver, be it Higgins or Boyd, and then Hayden Hurst? I'm not really thinking about Mixon or Chase. I do have the start of the week ranked one spot ahead of Joe Burrow. Um, Geno Smith. So I could see starting Geno Smith over Joe Burrow. Um, And Hayden Hurst, I will feel good about as a low-end starting tight end as long as Higgins is out. If Higgins is back, then I'm going to feel a little bit icky about all the passing game, but I'm probably just going to start chasing Higgins and YOLO. Zach Taylor said earlier this week that they need to get Tyler Boyd more involved, that he deserves more targets. And so uh, we could see a situation here, especially if Higgins is out, that he is not a bad pivot to a number three receiver because I do think that, you know, we saw, you, you mentioned that, you know, we saw Mahomes adjust and, and clearly in the playoffs, they adjusted at a very high level um, in, in the, in the game that they played um, games that they played. But mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, this is now on Zach Taylor and he has not proven this year, at least to be a very good play caller. And so we'll see if he can fix some of these woes, but, you know, maybe incorporating Tyler Boyd makes some sense. Uh, you know, Hayden Hurst kind of benefited from this, you know, certainly the last two weeks with with the the coverage that they're seeing. And so um, it's time, I think, to get Chase, you know, some manufactured targets in different ways, too. Last year, Joe Burrow had 17 passing touchdowns of 30 plus yards. 
including the playoffs. That tied for the third most in a season in NFL history. He has two so far this year. So that's been uh, that's been the huge difference. They're just taking away the big play, and it's really hurt Jamar Chase as well. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't want to get off too much on a tangent, guys, but I did want to bring up Jamar Chase just from a trade perspective and what you guys think about him. Last year, he had a seven-game stretch where he averaged forty point six yards per game, so basically forty-one yards per game, and then he averaged one hundred and twenty-six point five yards per game in the next six games, including the postseason. Uh, so that was a seven-game stretch for 41 yards per game. Next six games, 126.5 yards per game. And then I even went back and I looked at a guy like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had a, had a season with almost 1,500 yards in 2018. In weeks two through five of that season, he averaged 64 yards per game. Um, so maybe Chase is just going to have that profile as a big play guy. Because remember, you know, there, it's times with the Chiefs, it's like, hey, what's wrong with Tyreek Hill? And then at the end of the day, he's top five wide receiver. So do you have any hesitation acquiring Jamar Chase right now? None. I just updated my dynasty wide receiver rankings yesterday, and part of that process is updating rest of season rankings at the position, and Chase came out number seven. So I still think he's going to be a number one wide receiver rest of season. I'm not, not quite as high as I was at the beginning of the year. Wow. So in dynasty, he's number seven? No, he's number seven rest of season. Oh, okay. Where is he in dynasty? Two? Two still. Okay, beyond Jefferson. All right. Uh, Joe Burrow or Kirk Cousins? Burrow. Burrow slightly. If Higgins is out, Tyler Boyd or Adam Thielen? Thielen. Let's take a look at the Saints here. Any interest in starting a quarterback this week? Uh, no, especially if the receivers. If they're all healthy, then possibly. If any of the, any of the top two are out, forget it. Thomas or Olave is out, forget it. Probably two QB only for me. Uh, by the way, the Bengals are top five in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. That's really interesting. Uh, any interest in, or uh, sorry, any concerns with Alvin Kamara, or do you go right back to him? Start him. Can't get away from him. Would you start just in case you had to make this decision? I saw a lot of Kamara questions last week, so uh, people might have other good running backs. Ramondre Stevenson or Kamara? Stevenson. Stevenson. Okay. Uh, New Orleans wide receivers. I think we kind of talked about that earlier. Do you want to just kind of say it again, Heath? How you how are you going to approach the New Orleans wide receivers? I'd say top twenty for Thomas or Olave if they're the only one healthy, and if they're both healthy, they'll be between twenty and thirty. Probably closer to twenty than thirty, but in that range, borderline number two wide receivers. Okay, this has been a, a very good pass defense so far. Really, only Tyreek Hill had that huge game, one hundred and sixty yards. Um, that was with Bridgewater. I think they've faced, I think by next week, if Dak Prescott is back, the Bengals will have faced like four backup quarterbacks. They faced Trubisky, Cooper Rush, Joe Flacco, Teddy Bridgewater, and Lamar Jackson. So don't know how good their defense really <laughs> is. Incredible. Uh, and then Taysom Hill. You know, you can't look at, oh, how, does the, how do the Bengals do against tight ends? Because he's not a tight end. So Taysom Hill or David Njoku? Njoku in either format. I'd go Hill and non-Najoku in PPR. Half PPR? Najoku. Don't give me that, dude. Well, it's not, I mean, it's all such a guessing game anyway with Taysom Hill. Like, it's it's not as if, that's the frustration, I guess, is like with most of these guys, it's, this is what you can expect. With Taysom Hill, it might be literally six yards. I think or, you have to expect what you got in the in the games prior to last week. 
Um, that would be 15.3, 1.4, and 8.1 PPR fantasy points. Touchdown or right. bust. The, the, the Falcons game in week one is sort of the outlier for that. I think you expect, you know, seven to eight total touches and probably a chance to score a touchdown, but minimal yards. Okay, fellas. Uh, Taysom Hill or George Kittle? This will be our last one. And Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Taysom Hill. Uh, I'd go Taysom and Non over those guys. Kittle, for sure, in PPR. And who's Pitts? Um, I'd, go, I'd take my chances with Taysom Hill over Pitts this point. I would go Hill, Pitts, Kittle, and Non. Kittle, Pitts, Hill, and PPR. All right, Denver at Los Angeles, the Chargers, that is. Stat of the game number one, Denver, this is amazing. Denver has scored a touchdown on 21.4% of its red zone trips. Okay, red zone is inside the 20-yard line or 20-yard line and in. So they've scored a touchdown on 21.4%. I don't think you need to explain the red zone. Well, some, most people know. Some people don't. Uh, 5%, maybe. Mm-hmm. That is last in the NFL. Seattle is second to last at 38.5%. Denver is 21.4%. I went back. I looked. It's been 10 years since we've seen something like this, basically. I, well, no, it's, it's been longer than that. But in the last nine seasons, the lowest red zone conversion rate was 35% from the 2019 Steelers. And the Broncos are at 21.4%. And it is really, I mean, it is their whole season is basically they suck in the red zone. Uh, So, yeah, there's that. Okay, let's talk about Russell Wilson. Outside your top 12, right, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, I think it's at this point, how can you trust him? Injured, struggling. Coaching staff feels like it's a mess. It just that doesn't feel like it's a potential for any semblance of a great game for him. Might be a good game for him. Um, I mean, I, I've dropped him for Dino Smith in one league where he was available. I dropped him for Carson Wentz in a couple leagues. Like I have no faith in in Russell Wilson right now. I, I, I will say, for me at least, like Gino's now ninety percent rostered and Wentz is at fifty seven percent. If I can't get one of those two guys. I'm just running Wilson back out there. There's not anybody else who's available that I'm picking up to start over Wilson. I think, though, it depends on your situation. Like, you know, there's one league where I'm one and four, and I can't afford to lose, and he's been a big reason why I've been losing. So I'm starting Jimmy Garoppolo over him because I feel more comfortable with Garoppolo taking on the Falcons. Yeah, I'd rather start Wilson than Garoppolo. Would you rather start Trevor Lawrence at the Colts? Would you rather start Matt Ryan against the Jaguars over Russell Wilson? No. Wilson over both. Okay. Uh, Melvin Gordon, we talked about him just a little while ago. Would you rather start Melvin Gordon or J.K. Dobbins at the Giants? Gordon. Gordon. If James Conner is out, Melvin Gordon or Eno Benjamin? Eno. Eno. Melvin Gordon or Raheem Mostert? Gordon. Gordon. Melvin Gordon or Jerry Judy? Gordon. Yeah. Okay. How about any interest in Mike Boone? Uh, flex and PPR if you're stuck. Do you consider Cortland Sutton a must start? Yes. Yes. Okay. What do you consider Jerry Judy? A maybe start to number three receiver. I mean, he, he, he's got two games where he scored a touchdown and those have been his only two good games so far. He hasn't gotten over four catches. He's gotten one game over 55 yards. I think it is 53 uh, receiving. So yeah, he, he right there with the Chiefs for me in that low end number three range. Isn't it a shame for someone like me who drafted Cortland Sutton in five of nine leagues 
uh, redraft or non best ball leagues that he could probably he could be like a top three receiver if they weren't so incompetent in the red zone. How many touchdown opportunities has he had? It's crazy. Um, sorry, I digress. He's been fine, Cortland Sutton, but he could be incredible. Maybe he's on been everything you can ask for minus touchdowns. Could you just do like an entire "Isn't it a shame" segment <laughs> about sure. this fantasy season? Yeah, do it Wednesdays. We basically do. I mean, that's kind of Wednesday. Uh, would you start? Okay, Justin Herbert or Geno Smith? Herbert. Herbert. Okay, you expecting a big game from Herbert or a solid game from Herbert? Solid. He's my number five quarterback, so I I hope he's really good. Only 3.4 rushing yards per game for Herbert this year. He's been over 15 yards per game in each of his first two seasons. And, you know, there could be a 30-yard rushing game somewhere. That's kind of how it works with a lot of these quarterbacks. They have very small rushing performances and then a couple big ones or whatever. But but I did that did strike me. He's just not running much. Also, I am curious to see how this defense is going to perform because on one side you have no Slater for the Chargers, and I don't know if necessarily that showed up as much last week against the Browns. I would think that it mattered to some extent, uh, but no Randy Gregory on the other side. And and what they did against the Colts, I don't think is going to be indicative of how this game won't go. Well, the Broncos have been one of the best defenses in football, but they took on a lot of injuries last week and they didn't have a practice report yesterday because they play on Monday, uh, but they lost a starting cornerback for the season. Two linebackers went out with injuries last year, Browning and or last week, Browning and Jewel. I don't know what their statuses are, but this could be a different Broncos defense. But it is a really, really good defense. They've made some good players look really bad, but not against the run. They suck against the run. So start uh, Austin Eckler. Who's better this week, Josh Kelly or Mike Boone? Uh, I'd probably go with Boone. I have Boone. I mean, they're within a half a point, but I do have Boone higher. All right. Any hesitation on Mike Williams this week? There have been a lot of good receivers who have struggled against the Broncos this year. Metcalf, Lockett, Cooks, Debo. Debo had five for 73. Pittman, five for 59. I mean, Debo was the best game of that group. Uh, Any hesitation on Mike Williams? Not for me. The only hesitation I would have, and it's not to sit him, but it would be if Keenan Allen plays because then there's probably a little bit of a different target distribution. All right, and then tell me about Gerald Everett this week. How do you feel about him? It's kind of like Hayden Hurst. If there is no Keenan Allen, then I think you feel confident in Gerald Everett. If there is Keenan Allen, then he's a maybe start. Yep. Okay. Everett or Taysom Hill? Uh, Everett and PPR, Taysom and non. Taysom and both if Keenan Allen plays. Okay. Which DST do you like better? The good one in a bad matchup or the bad one in a great matchup? I might roll the dice on the Chargers just based on how Russ has been playing. I have the Broncos higher. They're both fairly available. Broncos are 71% rostered, which surprised me, and the Chargers are 51% rostered. All right, let's go to Buffalo at Kansas City. Um, sorry, I was really unprepared for this. So just let me warm up the vocal cords. <clears throat> Buffalo at Kansas City. There we go. It's the game of the week, yeah. Hey, Heath, who's going to win the game? The Bills or the Chiefs, yeah. The game of the week, Heath. 
Yeah. Who's <laughs> gonna win? I didn't want to interrupt the song. Uh, You're part of I, it. I don't know how you could pick the Chiefs. Um, I but they're at home. I think the only argument you can make, the Chiefs have a better tight end and maybe a better quarterback, but the Bills are by five. I would sit this line at like Bills minus six and a half, and I would wow. take the Bills. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, they, they've got the motivation, the 13 seconds. They've been eliminated by this team each of the last two playoffs. Um, it's it, man. If they if they can't win this game against the Chiefs, I don't know how they're ever going to beat them. <laughs> uh, by the way, I just want to throw this up. Just it's always a good reference. I know I'm late, but Heath definitely looks like the hand from the House of the Dragon. Yes, he does. I've only seen three episodes. I'm way behind, but yes, he looks like Lord Hightower. You only on episode three? Yeah, I've, I haven't I haven't watched in weeks. I got. Oh. I don't know how you find time to watch. I really don't. Like when do I you watch? watch he doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. He's making waiver. Oh, you're you're such, making moves oh, at five thirty this morning. Terrible story. Yes. This is awful. Um. So, because of the Jewish holidays and my kids missing school and their sporting events, so I've basically been sleeping like two hours a night for like the last ten oh days. Oh my so. god, that's not healthy. Well, I mean, it's it, it's kind of in perspective because like I'll after they go to sleep, like I'll close my eyes for like half hour, an hour. Um. So last night. Um, my older one had a baseball game, came home. Um, and you can see, I, I haven't changed my clothes yet. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> came home, I sat on the couch. Normally I set the alarm. I didn't set the alarm. So oh, no. I fell asleep at 10 o'clock, uh, in that range. I woke up at five. I'm sure you probably saw the emails. I didn't do any waiver moves last night. So, oh, that's why you had all those claims in? <laughs> yeah. I, like six, six, six or no, had to be more than that. Maybe 10 leagues. Um, Thankfully, a couple of them, I didn't really need to make any moves, but I missed on, you know, Benjamin where I was, you know, three oh, or four no. on waivers. Um, it was very frustrating. Like I woke up at five, I looked at the at the phone and I was like, oh my God, what did I do? I threw my phone on the couch. I was so mad at my Oh, phone. wow. Um, <laughs> so mad. Uh, I'm glad. Like, I like the passion, but I really want I'm you to get you some, some sleep. I want you to get it's some sleep, Jamie. Important. It is it is more important. You got you to gotta take care of your health here. All right. Schedule alert. Seven of the next eleven games. Well, the last yeah, eleven games left for Clyde edwards Zeller through week uh, through week seventeen. Seven of uh, the, his next eleven opponents currently rank in the top eleven against running backs. So on paper, it's a tough schedule. Stat of the game: No running back has rushed for fifty yards against the Bills this year. Only Jalen Warren has thirty receiving yards. So it's a tough matchup. We're trying to avoid Clyde edwards Zeller. He has a very uh, you know tenuous role, I guess. Which quarter? It's, it's a weird week because, like, when I first did my rankings, I'm sure he probably is 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 in the range where he he probably ranked him at the beginning of the week. Like he was inside my top twenty, but then like you know, as you just look at it, it's 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 a tough week because there's not a lot of great options. Like I'd start him over Najee still. I'd start him over um, uh, Zeke still. I'd start him over the Jaguars guys still. Uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of guys that you could say start over Clyde was there. But like I said, I, I would start the Colts running back. Easy Jonathan Taylor. But the other two guys, if if there's only one, I would start those guys over over uh over Clyde, for example. Throughout this this episode, just comparing players from other games, I think we've talked a lot about this game. Uh which quarterback do you like better this week? Allen. Wow. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean I mean, look at all those players he's got around him. <laughs> which which quarterback would you start your franchise with? Oh, Mahomes, for sure. For sure? For sure. Come on, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, like, uh, yeah Josh yeah. Allen's at least got to make a Super Bowl before that's a discussion. If, if the Bills win a Super Bowl this year, 
then it's knowing not that Mahomes sure. had what one year ahead of him. Yeah, they started playing the same year, but yeah, he was drafted a year ahead of him. Drafted a year ahead of him. So who, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, rest of season, rest of career, twenty twenty three and beyond, who's better? I would still say Mahomes. I would expect his playing style to age better than Allen's. Oh man, what a what a fun debate this could be for the next hopefully ten years. Starter you just sit. Need Josh Allen to make it a debate. Devin Singletary. <laughs> so Devin Singletary. One thing I think we've seen with Singletary, right? In the games where the Bills have had some some struggles, he's been great. Has he been great? The Dolphins game, they struggled. He well, was great. Two okay, weeks three and four, he was great. Uh, you're right, actually, because they've only struggled twice, right? Weeks three and four. Yeah. And he had 91. Like, you, know, and you usually think, okay, we have an opportunity to run the ball. Let's run the ball. No, not the Bills. But it's really been his work in the passing game, and those are the two games where he has 13 of his 18 catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is going to kind, kind of go this way this week. Well, that that's what I want. Like He's a borderline number two running back for me, but that, it's also the games that Gabe Davis wasn't healthy, right? So they didn't weren't necessarily able to take the top off the defense as much. So Josh Allen checked down more. I just yeah. I don't think they're going to struggle. I think they can do whatever they want. I don't think Devin Singletary is on their top three priorities of things to do. Well, it is interesting because last week with a healthy Gabe Davis, Josh Allen basically doubled his air yards per pass attempt uh, from the season. You know, going first four games compared to week five, he basically doubled it. He started throwing downfield, but Kansas City they are the Seahawks of last year in terms of they allow them by far the most targets, the most catches and the most receiving yards to running backs. And once again, it is now all five games. There have been multiple running backs that have either 20 receiving yards or a receiving touchdown against the chiefs. That is amazing. That is 10 running backs in five games with 20 receiving yards or a touchdown. Last week it was Bolden and Jacobs. So this is just a big part of how defenses are attacking the, uh, the chiefs. So, yeah, like, Heath, what does that mean to you? And there's a lot going for and against Devin Singletary. I'm trying to remember with Jacobs, um, like, when his catches happened. Because there obviously was not garbage time in that game. But Mm -hmm. I I wonder if a lot of that has been fourth quarter teams playing from behind. They're not running anymore. And so they're dumping the ball off to the running backs. I don't think that. I remember it it pretty well, actually, because I I played the prop (laughs) over 18 and a half yards. He was pretty close to that in the first half, and then he actually had a screen pass called back on a holding So in the first half, I believe. So um, a lot of it did come in the fourth quarter to, to, kind of, to get to over 30 yards, but it, it was throughout the game. It was like early in the game, then he sort of disappeared in the passing game for, the sec- for maybe quarters two and three, and then came back in the fourth with it. Um, I think Singletary is a borderline number two. He's not in that group of running backs I want to start. But he's ahead of Najee, so. Okay, so he's behind a guy like Eno Benjamin. If 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 Connor's out, For obviously sure. behind Ramondre Stevenson and behind Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Okay, all right. Um, I'd put him behind Clyde, but I think that's debatable. Would you guys start Devin Singletary or Gabe Davis? Oh, Gabe, much more upside with Gabe Davis. Would you start Gabe Davis or a Seattle receiver? Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. Isaiah McKenzie uh, or Singletary? Singletary. McKenzie and PPR. Okay. Um, 
How many catches does he? Because he only has one game with a lot of catches. I feel right. He only has one game with more than thirty-seven yards. Isaiah McKenzie. So uh, that was at Miami without I, Gabe Davis. I, I'll be curious to see if Khalil Shakir just disappears now, or if it's kind of like Week One when Crowder and McKenzie were sharing that slot role. Fair point. Okay, on the other side of the ball, start Mahomes. We've talked enough about Clyde. Would you start Isaiah McKenzie or Clyde? I would Clyde. Clyde. By the way, uh, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. Isaiah McKenzie's best game came with Gabe Davis playing. He was not playing at 100%, but he was playing. Uh, oh, that Dawson. Was the game he got concussed, right? Gabe Davis or McKenzie? McKenzie. Davis has not gotten concussed. McKenzie. No, it was the, game get before, it was the Dolphins game. Yeah, no, it was not the game he got concussed. He got concussed in week four, I think. Mackenzie was good in week three. Or, I don't know. You know what? I think I've, I'm. So, yeah, yeah. Week three. You know he got concussed. He was in great week in the Dolphins game. Yeah, that week four he got concussed. Um. Oh, Dawson Knox. I forgot about him. You like Dawson Knox if he plays? No. No DFS play because he could have a two touchdown game still, but you can't trust him. Okay, they are not. The Chiefs have not been good against tight ends, so it's not a bad matchup. But you know, he just hasn't been very. The Bills very have not been good with their tight end. Right. Start Mahomes. Clyde, uh, Clyde or McKenzie? I just asked you that. What was the answer? Clyde. Clyde. Okay. Juju or Alec Pierce? Pierce. Pierce. Juju or Drake London? London. I might have both the Chiefs ahead of London. I'm not. They're they're in this very similar range. Um, London. No, Juju. I don't know how anybody could trust Juju at this point. It, I, I will matter if he, like, I'll change it if he's a partial, if he's a questionable going into Sunday again, because um, he wasn't healthy last week. But he's had eight targets in, what, four or five games? Yeah. I just, I don't think he's not ever going to score touchdowns. I like Dave's theory that he's just going to be better against zone coverage because he's not able to beat man coverage. And unfortunately, Dave is not here. But I will ask him tomorrow because I don't know the coverage schemes of the Buffalo Bills. Um, how about uh, Travis Kelsey or Geno Smith? Superflex. Geno. What? Travis, would you start Travis Kelsey over Carson Wentz in Superflex? PPR. Yes. Okay. And which DST do you like better in this game? Well, no, I, okay, it's obviously the Bills. Would you start the Bills or would you stream? Stream. Don't drop the Bills, though. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got four games left. Miami at Minnesota is next. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It looks like the Bills have played the third lowest rate of man defense. Oh, okay. We're back to that game here. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. Picking up on a conversation that we just had. We're going to go to Minnesota-Miami in a second, but so you're telling me the Bills are a heavy zone defense team? Have been this year. That would, for Dave, I think that would mean good things for Juju. Where does he have Juju ranked? He has him 37th in between where Heath and Jamie have him. All right, now let's go to the Dolphins and the Vikings. All right, kind of an easy game here. Uh, no, I don't think so, because I think Tyreek Hill and Mostert are tough calls. But, you know, we, we did talk about Adam. Tyreek is not a tough call. In a two-receiver league, you don't think he's a tough call? No. He's a top-12 guy for me. What? With Skylar Thompson? Who do you have big games with? Matt Moore or somebody? This Chet could, Henney? This could be the worst quarterback he's ever played with. Could be. but Making I his first career start. I don't I don't think Chet Skyler is as bad as he looked last week. He didn't get any reps last week. Right. I have no idea if he is. Um, okay. And by the way, look what they did with Tyreek Hill last week. His A dot last week was like 4.5. And yep. if, if you're not familiar, I mean, that's that's like a running back, basically. I mean, you know, usually he's running downfield. He, he, he They just made it very easy for Skylar Thompson. And uh, Tyreek Hill had seven catches for 47 yards on seven targets. But 4.6 A dot. The week before it was 12.3. That's average depth of target. That's how many yards on average when he's targeted. And don't rule out if he stinks and Teddy's clear that Teddy comes in in that game. I do find it very strange that Teddy Bridgewater, if he's healthy, he's going to be the backup. I don't get that. Do he could you, just be how they're operating now and they want to give you know, Thompson all the confidence that he's going to be the guy. I mean, Teddy doesn't need to practice, put it that way, by comparison. All right, uh, Cousins is top 12. Cousins or Rodgers? Cousins. Mm. 
Ooh, nice, Rogers. Nice sigh but, there. Yeah, I, I have. I'm not. I'm not making an argument for either. But it's Rogers who I hire. All right, they're very close. You guys have Burrow ahead of Cousins, right? Yeah, you. Have for now, yeah. Burrow ahead of Cousins. Yeah. They're very close as well. Cousins ahead of Carson Wentz tonight. Cousins ahead of Stafford. Start Dalvin Cook. Start Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen or Devin Singletary. Thielen. Thielen. So in case you've been skipping around, you check out the time codes if you want to skip ahead to games. But earlier I told you that Thielen's had seven and nine targets for four straight games, and every wide receiver who's had seven or more targets against the Dolphins has had a really good game. Um, and, you know, that might mean different things to different people. He's like a number three receiver for Jamie and Heath. Uh, any interest in Herb Smith? I mean, minimal, but he just hasn't done enough, I think, to warrant must-start consideration. No, he's a he's a low. I mean, I'm starting him in Scott Fishbowl, but it's tight end premium, and he's my second tight end. Okay. All right. So where do you have Raheem Mostert ranked? Heath, you like him? Low end number two running back. I do have him ahead of Devin Singletary. Um, RB twenty ish. I'd start him over both of the Cowboys. Um, Jaguars over the over both the Jags over AJ Dillon. Um, I'd start him over Najee. You're talking about a guy that's got three of his last four games with 75 or more yards. Last year, last week, he finally found the end zone. Um, Edmonds has basically been at least last week was benched for Miles Gaskin at the end of the game. So it's not really about a threat of anybody taking him off the field at this point, just a matter of how comfortable you feel and confident you feel that he'll have success in this matchup. And I think just given what this offense might morph into a little bit with the quarterback situation. You see a few more opportunities to run the ball like we saw last week against the Jets. So I think he's probably looking at 18 total touches, maybe 20 north of that, if they're playing with the lead. He has an opportunity to be a number two running back. So. Yeah, but if they're trailing, well, he was trailing last week. If they're trailing, I don't trailing know last last that necessarily will change things unless they're down two yeah. touchdowns. He had 18 carries in a blowout loss last week. Uh, and Minnesota, in terms of a matchup, they're okay. They're 22nd against running backs, 4.16 yards per carry to running backs, kind of neutral. So you're starting Tyreek Hill with no questions. Jalen Waddle, on the other hand, uh, where do you guys have him ranked? Is he in your top 30? Top 30, yes, not top 24. Yeah, I mean, since we're going to compare every player who's playing this week to Adam Thielen, I would start Thielen over Waddle. Agreed. Would you start uh, Juju Smith-Schuster over Waddle? No. I'll go Waddle. Would you start James Robinson or Jalen Waddle? Half PPR. Waddle. Waddle. Okay. Uh, all right. Mike Kosicki's a sit. Minnesota's DST is absolutely in play. They are 76% rostered. They have not been good. But, you know, you got to like the matchup. <laughs> They're top 10. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. This is, I'm guessing, the first rematch of the NFL season? Yes. Okay. The Jaguars won the first one. Let's talk about James Robinson here and the season he is having. He has four carries of 20 or more yards. That is fourth most in the NFL. It is really, really good. However, James Robinson also leads all running backs who have a minimum of 20 carries. He leads all running backs in percentage of carries for zero or negative yards. (laughs) He's been an all or nothing kind of guy, and he's facing a really good run defense here. Uh, but they they have given up 30 or more receiving yards in all five games to a running back. Maybe that helps ETN. Heath, it just sounds like you kind of want to avoid the Jacksonville running backs. 
Yes, uh, it, I do. I would start ETN over Robinson, though. His snap share has gone down each of the last four weeks. He played 63% in week two, then 58, then 47, only 41% of the snaps last week in a game where they scored six points. He had 10 carries for 27 yards. I just, it's, everything's trending the wrong direction. Could it turn around? Sure. But even in that Indianapolis game, like he had a, what, 20-yard touchdown run or something? That 37. Day. 37? And he had 64 yeah. yards on 23 carries. Yeah. yeah. Like this is, I, I do not want to start James Robinson. Trevor Lawrence, start or sit? Russell Wilson or Trevor Lawrence? Did I, ever, I think I already asked you that. I'm sorry. Wilson. You guys said Wilson, right? Wilson. Okay, he did score 22 and a half points against the Colts. They are that kind of an so average pass defense. What's that? That game was so weird, though. Colts were so stripped down offensively. Yeah, yeah. The Jaguars crushed them. Um, he's another guy who's not really running. He has. He did have 29 rushing yards last week. That was his first game with more than 11 rushing yards. Trevor Lawrence. So, all right, Trevor another Lawrence. Game. What's that? It's just Colts' entire team revenge game for this one. Who? <laughs> it's revenge for the Colts after what happened. Oh, oh, okay. Season. It's a revenge game. I see. Uh, Lawrence or Mariota? Lawrence. Oh, that's Lawrence. easy. No, Lawrence or Lawrence or Garoppolo? Garoppolo. I've got Lawrence higher, but no strong feeling. QB2 only. Stafford against the Panthers or Trevor Lawrence? Stafford. Stafford. All right, sit the Jacksonville running backs if you can. Jacksonville wide receivers. All right, Christian Kirk had a nice game in the first meeting. He had, uh, what, 70 yards and two touchdowns, I think. What do you think about Kirk coming off two disappointing games this week against the Colts? I'd go back to him again. My favorite player for Jacksonville's game by far. He, I would start him over Adam Thielen. <laughs> <laughs> they allow the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So let's take a look at some of the noteworthy guys. Seven catches to 80, 82 yards for Brandon Cooks against the Colts. Christian Kirk, 78 yards and two touchdowns. Juju had five catches for 89 yards. Robert These Woods. These are all pretty good days. Yeah, I know. Robert Woods <laughs> had 30 yards and a touchdown. Cortland Sutton had five for 74. What you don't see are number two wide receivers doing anything. So it is usually like one guy has a solid game. Nobody's blowing the doors off of it except for Kirk because he had the two touchdowns. And the number two guys are terrible. So based on the first five weeks, not a game for Zay Jones. Uh, or that's, Marvin Jones because Zay Jones still banged up. Yeah. Uh, in fact, here it is. They've allowed 78 to 89 yards to a lead wide receiver in four or five games, but no more than 53 yards to a number two wide receiver. Okay, that's pretty much sums it up. Evan Ingram. How about Evan Ingram cracking your top 12, Heath? Uh, for both of you. And you got him eighth in PPR. The Colts, this is a bit of a vulnerability for them. Six most fantasy points at tight ends. I hate tight ends so much. <laughs> it's the worst thing. Um, but I love Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Ingram or uh, Everett? Everett if Keenan Allen's out. Yep. I have to make that decision in a league, and um, it will be Everett if Keenan Allen's out. Ingram or Pitts? Ingram. Uh, I'm probably going Pitts. Ingram or Hurst? Uh, Hurst if T. Higgins is out. All right. Ingram had one of his two good games against Colts. He does. Yeah, he had, what, 70 yards? Seven, no, seven catches, 46 yards. Matt Ryan, any interest in Matt Ryan? 
Not really. <laughs> yeah. I would start him over Trevor Lawrence. Let's talk, Jamie, about the Colts running backs here. You had Jackson and Phillip Lindsay splitting pretty evenly last week at Denver, both doing fairly well. The Jaguars allow the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. They've, they, they're better when they have Foley Fotucasa or Fotucasi at nose tackle or defensive tackle, and he might not play this week. Um, they're also a little vulnerable in the passing game. So, yeah, break it down. If Jonathan Taylor starts, that's easy to start him. What, what if he doesn't? If Taylor does not start and Naeem Hines does, I would start Hines. i go right back to him. You know, you, you kind of got a, a small sample size of what was going to happen in that game last week against Denver when he had three opportunities to touch the ball in the first three plays of the game. Um, if he's out and Taylor is out, then I would put Deion Jackson as a top 20 running back this week. Uh, it's a favorable matchup. You've seen the Jaguars run defense completely fall apart the last two weeks. And I, I think his role in the passing game will be what Naeem Hines' role in the passing game would be. You know, so you're looking at maybe four to five catches. So, uh, love the way Jackson responded coming in in the emergency situation. Uh, Lindsey also did not practice on Wednesday for an undisclosed reason, so who knows what he's dealing with. And so we could be looking at maybe the Deion Jackson show if Heinz does not clear the concussion protocol and Taylor's out. Mm. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I'm starting the Colts starting running back. I think we're getting a lot of these today. Mm. No, that was unrelated. Mm. It was more like that, I think. Uh, okay, you're start. What'd you say, Heath? You're starting the Colts running back. Uh, the starting running back for the Colts will be in my starting lineup. Okay, over Devin Singletary, one hundred percent. Yes. Michael Pittman, starter, sit. Still a must-start guy. Yeah, definitely starting him over Adam Thielen. This is a sneaky, maybe a sneaky tough matchup. McLaurin, Mike Williams, Devontae Smith, Brandon Cooks. Only one of those guys had more than 20 yards. That was McLaurin, who had 58. Uh, two of them caught a touchdown. But they've actually done a pretty good job against receivers. Um, Alec Pierce, more of a stash than a start at this point. 46% rostered up from, I think, 14%. I don't mind him as a high end number three receiver. No, not at all. I would start him over Juju, but I would prefer to start Adam Thielen over Alec Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. I love it. All right, uh, which DST do you like better, Colts or Jaguars? Colts. All right, Jaguars have been pretty solid. Seven or more fantasy points in every game, and they've yeah they've been they've been solid. And by the way, no team has been sacked more than the Colts. They lead the NFL in sacks allowed. New England's at Cleveland. Bill Belichick said after Ozzie Newsom, David Njoku is probably the best tight end the Browns have ever had. How about that? It's rude. Wow. All right. We're going to sit. How dare he diss Gary Barnes like that? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to sit the Patriots uh, Patriots quarterbacks, and we're going to start the hell out of Ramondre Stevenson. What about Jacoby Myers? Heath, Jacoby Myers or, hmm, how about Adam Thielen? Yeah, I think in PPR you go with Jacoby Myers. In non-PPR you go with Adam Thielen. Jamie, how do you feel about Jacoby Myers? 72% rostered as of yesterday. Didn't check today. I mean, the last two times he stepped on the field, he's got 18 PPR points and 24 PPR points. <laughs> yeah. You know, So it's been a nice two-game stretch for him. There's unfortunately two games that he missed in between there. Um, but I think you kind of know what you're getting. You're probably getting somewhere in the neighborhood of eight targets. You're probably getting somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 re- receiving yards if things go well. Uh, probably not going to score. So keep that in mind. But he did score last week with Bailey Zappi. And I don't think this Brown secondary is something that you fear. So uh, if they decide to throw, 
then I think, you know, Jacoby Myers has an opportunity here and would not be surprising if they're chasing points. Bailey Zappi. Am I the only one who sings Pharrell when you hear Bailey Zappi? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, going back to last year, you want a floor for Jacoby Myers and PPR? Nine straight games with at least nine PPR fantasy points. Uh, but only four games in those nine with more than 12. But that's still, I mean, you can just plug in nine PPR fantasy points. That's that's not bad. And he has eight or more targets in eight of his last nine games, including the playoffs, going back to last year. Okay. Uh, any interest in Hunter Henry if John U. Smith doesn't play? He did have five targets and 54 yards last week. Kind of a sneaky good game. Not really. He's in the Irv Smith range. Cleveland, by the way, is a team we should be looking at. They might be legitimately good against tight ends. Um, they're, they allow the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. We'll keep an eye on it as the season goes on. Sip reset, start Nick Chubb. Would you rather start Jacoby Myers or Kareem Hunt? Hunt and non-PPR, Myers and PPR. Yep. Half PPR. Um, hunt. Myers for floor, Hunt for ceiling. I love to hunt for ceiling. And Kareem Hunt is right around 24th in the rankings in both formats for you guys. So he's a decent option. Kareem Hunt over Clyde? Yes. No. Oh. Who's playing more, I wonder? Hmm. I think Hunt. I would think Hunt, too. Hunt, well, you know, I think he has more touches. I don't know if he's playing more. Hunt or Najee? Hunt. Hunt. Hunt or Thielen? <laughs> Uh, same as Jacoby Myers. Okay. And yeah, the pa- the Patriots have a better run defense than pass defense. It seems they weren't. They, they have had, not given up a rushing touchdown yet this year, right? That is right. Uh, yeah, they have not allowed a touchdown to a running back this year. I think that's going to change. Running back that they faced. The pa- they played the Packers, and they played Jamal Williams last week, who does score a lot of touchdowns. They've been a, a much better run defense than pad. The past defense has not been very good. So Amari Cooper is a number two receiver. Start him. And uh, Najoku is a top eight tight end. Start him. All right. Uh, DST. Do you like a DST in this game? They're both available in about half our leagues. I like the Patriots a lot. And their next three games are, after this are also favorable too. Okay. The, the problem is the, the, you know, the Browns actually allow the fewest fantasy points to DSTs. They run the ball so much. They've been sacked five times this year. That's tied with the Chargers for the fewest. They've only thrown three interceptions, lost one fumble. The Patriots rely a lot on turnovers, so I just want to bring that up. What do you think about that, Jamie? <laughs> I think that they're going to make Jacoby Brissett pee himself. <laughs> I'd start both defenses. Uh, Brissett revenge game? It is a Brissett I mean, revenge it is, game. It is one. How about that? Yes. All right, Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. I, I think that, you know... We said it earlier. It's basically start all Steelers. Or start all... No. Nope. Don't listen to that. Start all Bucks. <laughs> and mostly sit all Steelers. Is Deontay... I think Deontay and Pickens we should talk about here, but can we just say sit Najee Harris and not even have to get into it? Is that fair? I don't know if that's probably fair because I'm sure a lot of people are still starting Najee Harris, but right. you know, you're, you got Mike Tomlin saying on Tuesday that they want Jalen Warren to... or He's going to continue to be involved. Um, he's not performing very well. You're facing, you know, one of still the best run defenses in the NFL. And so it was good that he got back involved in the passing game last week with three catches, but is he going to do anything with it? 
So 15 total touches maybe in, in a tough matchup. It's hard to say. He's a must-start running back. I mean, that was three he's, catches compared to seven for Warren and pick it through 52 times. So Heath, he, where do you have Najee? Yeah, he's not a must-start running back by any stretch. He's not a top 20 running back, or I really don't even want him in my top 24. But it's a bad week at running back, and there's four teams on a bye, and they all have pretty good running backs. So you might be stuck starting him. I I think I'd probably still start him over the Jags. I'd still start him over A.J. Dillon. Yes. Okay. Uh, also, just so you know, the Bucks allow by far the fewest receiving yards to running backs. And if you take a look at that, I mean, it's, it's crazy. The Dallas running backs had 11 yards. Mark Ingram had 23. Aaron Jones had 11. The Chiefs running backs had three receiving yards and a touchdown. They've been incredible here. They were terrible last year, too. Yeah, it's 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 odd. All right, Pittsburgh. I don't it's almost know. Almost as if coaching changes things. Well, they have the same coaches. I know. I'm saying he he's adjusted. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or it could be a fluke. It's only been five games. Um, Chris Godwin, Jamie, you're higher on him than Heath. You have him tenth, and Heath has him about nineteenth. You're confident in Godwin after he was limited last week. Yes, uh, I think they said on the broadcast that they were uh, resting him a little bit in the second half there and playing Scotty Miller a little more. Um, so I, I think he's you know ramping up towards something. You know, I, I like the fact that he's still giving you 12 PPR points the last two weeks that he's been back. And so it's kind of similar. I think he said it's about something I don't remember, but uh, touchdown comes, he's going to have a big day. So would not be surprised against his defense how bad the secondary has been that he scores. I really hope Jamie's right. <laughs> Me too. I can't get out of my lineup. The Steelers' secondary is beat up. They, they really are bad against the pass. Um, Deontay Johnson or George Pickens? Who do you guys like better? And Pickens, Pickens has 185 yards in his last two games. Johnson has 71. Still Deontay, but they are very close. They're, they're moving towards each other, but still Deontay, and I would start Deontay over Adam Thielen. Why? Yeah, I would start Thielen. He has one game below 11 PPR points, and he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Is he going to score a touchdown? They've thrown two He's touchdowns He's going to score a touchdown, yes. He probably I has the most targets in football without a touchdown. All right, how many? How much do I win if, if we make a $10 bet? What kind of odds will you give me that Deontay Johnson does not score a touchdown the entire season? The entire, the entire season? season? Yeah, yeah. Um, Can I get 30 like to 1? 500. <laughs> but you'd have to put some... It depends. Are we putting an injury disclaimer on it or not? No. Uh, no he can if he misses he I plays it, probably like he plays at least 15 games. Oh, at least 15 games. Then I would give you probably 5000 to 1. <laughs> okay. Will you pay me? No. $50,000 for $10. All right. All right. Um yeah, they've only thrown two touchdowns this year Pittsburgh, one to Fryermuth and one to Najee Harris. Uh, he probably does have the most targets without a touchdown. That's a good call. All right. Uh so you'd start him over Thielen, Jamie would not. Would you start Rondale Moore? I see they're back-to-back for Jamie, so that was cruel. But Rondale Moore or Deontay Johnson? There's more upside, I would hope, with Deontay Johnson, but I might I might pivot to Rondale. I mean, it's uh, that that position has outscored Deontay Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely and I've never been the Deontay Johnson guy at all. I know. But it's Good definitely you. Deontay for me. But this why is, is it definitely? Uh, what? Why definitely? Just because I think his role's a lot more, and he's probably going to get twice as many targets. I don't know if he's going to get twice as many targets. 
I mean, they threw 50 times last week. Are they going to throw 50 times every week? They might well, this week. I think they they're probably to. going to be behind a lot, and they can't run the ball. <sighs> oh, man. How about uh, how about Romeo Dobbs? Well, I guess, I guess if Deontay. you're looking at it that way, I don't know where they stand right now, but the Cardinals, through at least three, the first four weeks of the season, were second in pass Most attempts, right? Pa- number, number one. Yeah. Most pass so, attempts in football. But so if you're taking if you're taking pass attempts into the equation, uh, what's the number one target getter versus the number three on the team? Well, the the position for the the Cardinals has been probably not far off. He could the be number two. Greg Dorch and Rondell Moore probably not that far off. It's certainly not double. I bet Dorch and Rondell Moore have combined for more targets than Ertz. Yes. Uh, it's not exactly fair because week four is a little skewed. Whatever. It's kind of a tangent here. Would you start uh, Romeo Dobbs or Deontay Johnson? Deontay still. Deontay. Who's your favorite tight end in this game? Well, one might not play, so I don't know if you want to put Zach Gentry in the conversation. Two might not play. Um, well, break break practice in full on Wednesday. Oh, in full? So, okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say K. Dotton if there was no break, but if break plays, I might go Gentry. Gentry didn't practice yesterday, right? No. Knee. Oh, you didn't practice either? No. He had a knee issue. Uh, Fryermuth, if Fryermuth plays, would you start him over Brait? Yes. Would you start yes. him over Najoku? No. No. Or Evan Ingram? No. Which DST do you like? <laughs> no, just kidding. Start the Bucks DST. And have a great day and enjoy the Yankees tonight. And if you want to throw in that football game, that would work as well. Hopefully the Yankees get rained out. We don't have to make that decision. Am I right, everybody? All right, we'll be back and uh, on Friday with the NFC home games for Jamie and Heath and Shafee T. I am Adam. Oh, by the way, check out our live stream at 4 p.m. No, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern. My bad. 2 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. See you later, everybody. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.